Well, I guess in a way it is the final countdown for two teams this weekend because we're heading into semi-final action of uh, Super Rugby. And there will be two winners uh, at the end of uh, tonight and tomorrow night. And, of course, uh, the season will be done and dusted for the others. And for uh, at least one super coach tonight, his job with his franchise will be done. It's uh, Scott Robertson against Leon McDonald, of course. Uh, and one of them won't have a job in terms of super rugby tomorrow, but they know where they're heading. Uh, it gets really very interesting when you start talking about the Crusaders hosting the Blues before the Chiefs and the Brumbies in town tomorrow night. Uh, it's just finals footy. On pure numbers, the Crusaders and Blues rivalry hasn't really been that since the early days of Super Rugby. That The Blues have had a very good side under Leon McDonald and uh, will pour everything into spoiling Razor's last ride tonight, or will it be? The Crusaders have not um, managed to shake their injury bug and rely on unrivaled finals experience in the, amongst their group. And the motivation, this is for Sam Whitelock, Richie Moonga, and of course, Scott Robertson, who won't be there next year. To talk about it and to preview these two important matches is Campbell Burns. He is the editor of the Rugby News magazine, and he's with us now. Campbell, good morning to you. Very good morning to you, Smithy. Right, OK, let's get stuck into it. Um, the numbers say, and I'm quoting here uh, on what I've read, uh, Crusaders of these encounters, 17 of the last 18, they won 15 out of the last 16 at home against the Blues. It almost seems like an, an impossible task, but is it for Leon McDonald and his group? No, 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 it's certainly not um, mission impossible uh, for, for Leon's men, um, particularly when you consider that Crusaders uh, injury list, particularly in the Ford. So uh, I haven't checked the weather forecast. I'm sure it's going to be uh, cold at least in, in Christchurch tonight, but uh, th- this will be a big test of the Blues pack and, um, and what they're capable of, because I think they're only missing Patrick Tuipalutu of their of their starting eight in the pack. So uh, it's all going to go on the on the Blues pack tonight, and they have been a bit up and down through most of the season. But if they get it right, I think they can really pressure the the Crusaders. Um, but will that be enough to, to to get through to the final? Um, and what would be a still would be a, a fairly big upset uh, if that transpired. Campbell, I just wonder about the mental side of it. You've covered a lot of uh, high-profile, very, very important rugby uh, in your time. You've been doing this uh, gig for over 20-something years. I mean, I, I look at the mental side of it. If you've, you've been to the well so often and come up empty, I just wonder what Leon McDonald could be saying to his troops as they walk out. Yeah, well, that's going to be the interesting thing. I think it does come down to key players in the Blues standing up, uh, taking command of the of the Ford exchanges, Bowden Barrett uh, sorting out his tactical kicking game. Um, so I think that's one of the things, and I think Leon McDonald touched on that in the in media uh, during the week, that that kicking game is going to be crucial because uh, Barrett on several occasions has not kicked well tactically. It's not his forte. Um, he's up against Richie Moonga, who, uh, who, who kicks much better tactically. Uh, although I have to say, when Moonga went down injured um, last week, I, I feared the worst because... I would have thought if he wasn't playing tonight, then the Blues would just about have favouritism. But I think that, that that kicking game is going to be key there. But that does go back to what sort of platform the, the, the Blues forwards will provide for him. So uh, the acid test for the Blues forwards, who, who were so good last year, I mean, they were the best team um, right through the season until the final. So, um, you know, if they can draw on some of that and get some good performances out of the likes of Tom Robinson and offer Tom of Farsi um, and uh, uh, Kerry Iwani, who's starting tonight, uh, then that could be that could be crucial. But I'm sure Leon McDonald has stressed um, calmness and, the, and that kicking game uh, beyond most other things. 
I look at the engine rooms there and I look at the two locking combinations. Okay, um, there's no doubt that uh, Scott Barrett's had plenty of experience in the locking department and big games, of course, with the All Blacks, etc. Uh, he's alongside Quentin Strange, uh, never been an All Black, uh, up against uh, James Tucker uh, and Tom Robinson, of course, uh, who fit into that bracket as well. Uh, very, very inexperienced in terms of big match football, those two combinations. How do you see that? Yeah, look, I think uh, yeah, well, we certainly know what, what Barrett can do um, at skipper there, but Strange has, has been around. He's played he's played close to 50 games for the, uh, the Crusaders. Um, he's been close to the All Blacks. He's performed pretty well this year. Um, he's not Sam Whitelock, um, so he won't be uh, he won't have as much of a say in the lineouts as we saw in last year's final. But I think uh, James Tucker's a very good footballer. Um, he's slotted in there. There's been an injury to Sam Derry, which has taken him out for the season. Also, Tui Polotu. Tom Robinson's been marginalised a bit at the Blues this year, but uh, played very well last week. Um, I think he's a very, very good footballer, and um, he's, he's uh, departing next year, so he'll be wanting to go out on a high. So, I mean, both those guys, Tucker and Robinson, can win line-out ball, and Tucker, of course, going home to where it all started for him at St. Bede's College, so he'll be uh, he'll be up for a big one. So, I don't, yeah, I don't see any, uh, any problem about um, either of those combinations taking command of their own ball, at least when it comes to line-outs. How do you see the loose forward uh, battle there? Because, uh, of course, the Crusaders uh, thought they had Ethan Black out of back. They haven't. So uh, they're relying pretty heavily on uh, a combination that served them well in uh, Christian Leo Willie, uh, Tom Christie, and Sioni Havili Talatui. Uh, and, of course, uh, if you look across uh, the other side, you're staring down the barrel of three All Blacks. Can they match at the Crusaders in the loose forward area? Well, they'll certainly try and uh, try and match them at the um, breakdown because they've selected two open sides, the Crusaders and Tom Christie, who's been good all year. Sione Havili um, is also mainly a number seven, so you can clearly see that they're going to be targeting that um, loose ball. So Dalton Papali will have his hands full there. Um, obviously, Kerry Iwani, um ranges a bit wider. Um, he plays a different sort of role than, than uh, Sione Havili will be doing. But Christian Leo Willey... Um, He's a very versatile footballer. Has played very well at number eight. Most of, I think he's played every single game this year. Um, the only qualified dentist among he's on his professional rugby players. So he's he's a good footballer as well. And I know Cullen Grace would have been probably the first choice had he been available. But that, that's still a pretty good uh, loose trio the Crusaders will present. But it's it's clear that they will target that that loose ball area with two open sides. Do you think uh, there are any matchups tonight that will influence Ian Foster in his selection this week? And I, I look at uh, a bracket like a Leicester Fianganuku and a Mark Talia type matchup. Where does Caleb Clark fit into the picture in terms of what he has to achieve tonight? Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting on the wings because um, I think uh, there's room for both Leicester Fianganuku and Caleb Clark in the All Blacks. Uh, Mark Talia certainly there. He's the form number 14. But I think probably if you're looking matchups. That may affect selections. Uh, Nepo Lalala versus Tamiti Williams at scrum time. I mean, I think Tamiti Williams will be one of the rookies chosen on Sunday night. But uh, Nepo Lalala, who is a very good scrummager, um, probably needs needs a big performance. Um, he needs he needs a dominant performance, perhaps to to sway Ian Foster's uh, view on that, because we're 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 a bit short on on fit props, uh, fit experience props. He certainly fits the bill. So uh, big game for for Nepo. At scrum time against the real the real comer and Tamiti Williams. Well, let's uh, just uh, look to tomorrow night as well, if we can, uh, Campbell, because uh, of course it's the Chiefs hosting the Brumbies. Only stumbled once this season, um, the Chiefs, of course. But I, I just I just have this worry and concern about the Brumbies because uh, take away the Crusaders, the Brumbies have been 
Australia's version as such. They know how to play at this stage of the season and I think a major, major threat to the Chiefs here who have to be fully on watch. Yes, yes. look, uh, 100%, I agree there. Um, I have to say the Brumbies were, were very lucky to get through last week. I mean, that was certainly a try from Adi Savia, uh, was, was my take on it. But uh, the Brumbies are through. They'll have very little to lose. Uh, they know that no one's expecting, um, expecting them to go any further here. But the Chiefs have shown a few fallibilities. They would have been pleased to get through without playing their best rugby last week against the Reds. Um, but... I see they've stiffened up their team a bit. Tupo Vai's back. Uh, Alex Nankerville's in the midfield. So you would expect the Chiefs to really start um, start to perform uh, much better than they have in, in recent weeks um, and to really to justify their top billing. So they'll still be very much favourites, but they will have to combat that Brumbies uh, rolling more, of course. And I see there are four uh, Brumbies who have uh, New Zealand connections, including uh, Hawks Bay's own, uh, very own uh, Ollie Sapsford on the wing there mm. for the Brumbies. So, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that, that'll be an interesting subplot as well. But certainly the Chiefs still favourites. Right. I, um, players that uh, perhaps have either in uh, or could, uh, with a big uh, last couple of weeks, will get uh, the nod from Ian Foster as well in the Chiefs group. A lot of talk about Sean Stevenson, a hell of a lot of talk about Sean Stevenson. I think it's fair to say Will Jordan isn't back to the Will Jordan we'd like to see for various reasons, but Stevenson, uh, Narawa has been in the mix as well, uh, of course. Uh, Luke Jacobson, uh, because of the form of the side, uh, there's so many people. Sama Penny Pino is another one, another name that people are talking about. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'd, I'd like to think uh, Sean Stevenson uh, will just about be in. Um, I think he's played that well at fullback all season. He can play on the right wing as well. I'm not sure whether there's going to be room for um, Imoni Narawa uh, if you're taking Mark Talia and Jordan and McKenzie and Stevenson. So that might be a tough one. But again, uh, a big performance tomorrow night may sway the selectors there. Uh, Luke Jacobson, I think, will be in given... Certainly now that Ethan Blackadder uh, will be out for a few weeks and may not may not make the rugby championship squad. So Luke Jacobson, he's playing eight tomorrow night, but I think six is his best position. Uh, he can still get in. Somebody Penny Finau has been the big mover, I think. He's a guy who can play six, eight or lock. Um, it's a question, question of whether they take him at the expense of Shannon Prezell or take both of them. Um, maybe there is room. It depends if they go with seven loose forwards. But, you know, th- th- those, are, those four players are certainly some of the form players that the Chiefs have um, shown all year, so they'd be right in the mix. Your, your halfbacks, he'll name three halfbacks, I would imagine. So, I mean, Roy Gard can do no more. Um, and then you've got uh, those guys that uh, have served uh, Ian Foster pretty well. I'm, I'm talking about the Finlay Christie's Aaron Smith's a given, of course. You throw Brad Weber into the mix, who's heading off at the end of the year. Uh, and uh, still you've got the Fokotava factor as well. Where do you think he's going to draw the line there? Yeah, that's, the, that's a tough one because five into three doesn't go. But I think Aaron Smith certainly a lock. Uh, Brad Weber, uh, I think, has played well enough to get in. Maybe he'll need a good performance tomorrow night. But then you've got Roy Gard. Um, as you say, he, he, he can't do any more, but he's played well enough to get in. It's just a question of whether Finlay Christie uh, may be the man. We highlighted the two of them on our June cover. Um, Roy Gard versus Christie, it may come down to that. Uh, I think Okotava may just be a bit unlucky. Um, he may have to rely on injuries because uh, uh, he may just get squeezed out there. But that's a very tight um, second and third halfback choice, uh, so which may, may be determined by how Christie plays tonight and how Weber plays tomorrow night. How important uh, for... I mean, I'm not sure whether you saw uh, the, 
the program the other night with Paddy Gower and, and of course, uh, Andrew Gordy doing a lot of the, the hard yards there as well. I, I just wonder, do you, are you, do you subscribe to the theory we might be falling out of love with rugby? I mean, it's your business. Do you, you must be able to monitor that. Yeah, um, it's an interesting one because it doesn't always um, translate into bums on seats. So Super Rugby crowds have struggled a bit this year, except for local derbies, as it were. But I know the TV view, uh, viewing figures are still strong and, and very good in, in most cases. So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are still engaged with the game, but they engage in different in different ways. They're watching it on TV, they're on social media. They don't always get to the game. Uh, you'd like to think that's the case, and that's a tough one for the marketing departments of a lot of these franchises, but uh, particularly when the weather's starting to get uh, cold and wet. But, you know, yeah, I think, I mean, it's. I guess it's also tied up with the All Blacks. Um, you know, the All Blacks didn't have a great season last year, so people people feel a bit down about things. But all it takes is uh, for the All Blacks to start winning and playing well, and you see those numbers come back up in terms of crowd numbers. So I, I don't fully subscribe to the fact that uh, we're on a downer about rugby, but uh, it does have its ebbs and flows, but I think there's still people engaged in the game, and uh, and, and look, I was at a club game last week, 500 people, uh, a good crowd, a lot on the bar, people were having a good time, it just seemed like a good vibe, um, but that doesn't always translate into 20,000 getting to a super rugby game. Pickett and, uh, who are the two finest? Pickett and two then for us, uh, Campbell? Yeah, well, my uh, my heart says Blues tonight, but my head says Crusaders, and I think that uh, that kicking game, um, Moonga versus Barrett, could be decisive, so I'll go uh, Crusaders one to twelve, and tomorrow night I think the Chiefs will be uh, be too good there, but that'll be tight to one to one to twelve. I, I did note that if the Blues and the Brumbies won, then back to Eden Park, and I'd, I wonder if anyone's inquired about Eden Park's availability for the June twenty four final, but uh, we, we, we may not need to get there. Okay, uh, Campbell Burns, uh, always great to catch up with you. Thanks, editor of uh, the Rugby News magazine. Yes, uh, look forward, look forward to the two games over the weekend. Cheers for those thoughts and uh, those all black, all black thoughts as well. Very valuable. Cheers, Campbell. All right, mate. Thanks, mate.